Welcome to Centered Sunday with your host, Sheree Shai Holmes, the business doula. All right, so I know I said this month I wanted to focus on coaches, and this is actually going to help coaches too, but this was too good to pass up, and I had so many women in the tribe reaching out to me, asking me questions about it, so I decided to do a full podcast dedicated to answering your most pressing questions on the PPP loans, which is our beloved Paycheck Protection Program that was offered by the government. I believe it started in April of 2020. So I'm going to dive in, um, give you some more information that is related specifically to very small businesses, I guess you could say, and how it could probably help you, whether you're a coach or you sell products, or if you're in gig economy, doing Uber, how this could actually help you. All right, so this was like a, a like a really, really recent change. So on Monday, February 22nd, um, the Biden administration decided to make some crucial changes to the PPP program. Um, and this was, I believe, aimed at helping the smallest and neediest companies get aid um, in the form of federal financial relief, right? So we saw a lot in the news last year. Some of the biggest companies, big names that we know were getting millions of dollars in relief from the government while small business owners suffered and ended up having to close their doors. So this is a a way to kind of create space where small business owners can be focused on specifically and large businesses will have to wait. So this relief effort um, is focusing on small businesses as of Wednesday, February 24th, last week, through March 10th. So that's a full 14-day, two-week period where they will be focusing on small businesses only, giving them priority. And the larger companies are going to have to wait to apply until that period is over. So that would be March 10th. They can start applying again. And the overall program in order to apply for PPP actually ends March 31st. They started accepting loans, I believe, back in January on this new round of funding that came through. Um, so the change, um, from the research that I found was made to increase the aid to the very smallest business, um, which are usually run by us, like women, um, black people and minorities who so far have disproportionately, disproportionately received a small share of the relief funds. So let's dive in and see if this actually applies to you. So the new rules of the federal loan program actually prioritizes sole proprietors, small businesses with fewer than 20 employees, employees, and businesses located in low-income communities. Now, to qualify, you must have been in business um, by February 15th, 2020, And then you also have to be able to prove that you were in business. So you can't be like, yeah, I was in business and you didn't start your business until July or whatever, 2020. You have to be able to prove it. So they're going to ask you for some invoices, bank statements, utilities, something proving that there was a demand for services or demand for product at the time of February 15th, 2020. Okay. Now, you can also do that by providing your 2019 tax return with your Schedule C income, which is the income where you would place the income that you receive from your business on there. And they're allowing you to use your draft tax return from 2020 with your Schedule C information on it. So you can use 
Your 2019 tax return obviously proves you had a business at that time, obviously for as of February uh, 15, 2020. You also have to, when you sign the paperwork and stuff, they, they make you verify that you didn't, you haven't closed your doors, okay? Um, after February, prior to February 15, 2020. But going back to what I was saying, you can use your 2019 tax return with your Schedule C information on there, or you can provide your draft 2020 tax return. Now, there may be advantages of you using your draft 2020 tax return versus your 2019 tax return. But this is really good because if you haven't filed your taxes yet, listen, you can still go ahead and get the funds. So here are the details that I was able to gather from my reading and my research on it. So the funding, like I said, is for sole proprietors, independent contractors, and self-employed individuals. The loan amounts for this, which was one of the biggest changes in applying for PPP and people were denied in the past, the, the formula for the loan amount changed and they, they went from using net profit, which would include all your expenses in there, to gross income. So if you're looking at your um, IRS tax form 1040 Schedule C, they were using previously line 29 which had your gross profit, which deducted all your expenses of doing business, which included your cost of goods sold, which also included any returns or allowances, advertising, software, education, utilities, rent, all of that stuff, right? But now they changed the formula so that you're using line seven, which is your gross income. And the only deductions that are coming out of there is if you had any refunds, returns, or allowances, right, to your customers or clients. And the second thing is the, the cost of the raw materials to make your product or service, right? So if you're a service-based business, there's really no cost of goods sold, um, too much of a cost of goods sold that you would be reporting because you are literally selling your services, um, but if you are a product-based business, so if you were ter- using, um, let's say you had a business on Etsy and you were, this is similar to the business that I had on Etsy. Let's say my previous business on Etsy, I was selling bridal party favor bags. So the cost of goods sold would be the cost of me purchasing the bags and whatever ink I was using to imprint upon them and package that up okay so that would be my cost of cost of goods sold which is actually um less deductions as far as reviewing your eligibility for monthly payroll so to speak we'll get into the actual numbers in the formula i'll explain it in a bit but i just wanted to give you a high level overview on that so there's over a billion dollars reserved for businesses with no employees who were also located in low or moderate income communities, okay? So you do not have to have an employee in order to apply. You can be an independent contractor, sole proprietor, self-employed. So this also shockingly expanded eligibility for immigrant entrepreneurs. So that means if you are a lawful resident and you're not a U.S. citizen, you can definitely still apply. They also expanded it for people who were formerly incarcerated that are also business owners. And they even expanded it for those who are behind on their student loan payments. You can still apply for the PPP, okay? Now, uh, for those that were formerly incarcerated, even if you have a recent felony conviction, as long as it's not tied to fraud, 
you should st- now be able to still apply, okay? So this is the window, y'all, to go, to go in, tell your family, tell your friends that are business owners, if they've been struggling to keep the doors open the last year or so, this is a great opportunity for them to apply and get funds and support. Okay, so this is, I would say the caveat to all of this good news, right? is that if you actually already received a loan as a sole proprietor, the SBA Small Business Administration said that they're not retroactively changing loans that have already been dispersed. So that means um, if you got money, you know, two months ago under the first draw of the PPP and they only gave you 2,000, but now they changed the rules because they're using um, gross income versus gross profit and now you would have been receiving seven thousand they're not going to give you the difference so there there's no retroactive um disbursement of any difference that you should have received also um you cannot reapply so let's just say you did get the two thousand a month or two ago and you're like oh okay this is great i'm just going to reapply and get the difference of five thousand you cannot reapply so this is for people who've never applied and if you did apply and didn't get approved, you can you can still apply. It's just you cannot have applied and received any money previously from that and then trying to um, use the new rules to get a larger loan amount. All right. Don't ask me why. That's just that's just what they said. I, I don't under, I don't know. I don't know, guys. <laughs> I can only do the research and interpret it for you. OK, so here, if you're wondering, well, geez, the loan forgiveness is up to $150,000. How much of my loan will I get and how much is forgivable? I got you covered. Here you go. Here's how to calculate your loan amount for sole proprietors and LLCs who did not elect to be taxed as an X corporation, okay? You take the amount you have on line seven of your Schedule C, right? You divide that by 12, which gives you your monthly payroll amount. And then you take that monthly payroll amount and multiply it by 2.5. That is the max amount you you will receive for your loan. So here's a real life example. Let's say line seven on your schedule C of your tax return says $5,000. You gross income, your gross income for the year of 2019 was $5,000. You take that, you divide it by 12. You get $416 per month. So my payroll was $416 per month. I take that $416 and multiply it by 2.5. You usually can get 2.5, two and a half times your payroll amount as your loan. So 2.5 times $416, my max loan amount would be $1,041.66, okay? So before you go in there, Asking for 10000 or 50000 or any number like that. Just know this is a set formula and they already know how much you're going to receive and be approved for. Okay, so that's the number. Check your Schedule C, line 7, see what you have there. Divide it by 12. Take that monthly amount and multiply it by 2.5. That is your loan amount. All right. So some people are like, ah, I don't know, Sharice, loans. I don't need any more loans. I got student loan. I got a car loan. I got a house loan. I got all these loans. I don't need that. Well, good for you. This is also an uh, additional aspect of loan forgiveness. 
So your loan will be forgiven if you use at least 60% of the funds to go towards payroll. Ha, if you're a self-employed individual, you're independent contractor, that means, listen, 60% of what you get, you have to pay yourself. That's gonna be easy, right? Like you have to pay yourself. So if you got a thousand dollars for your loan, six hundred dollars of that needs to go into your pocket, and you can use the difference to pay for business expenses, etc. Okay. So other expenses, oh, and you can also use it on as part of the 60%, it can go on your payroll and other expenses. So the other expenses that you can use it for include mortgage interest especially not especially as long as the mortgage was signed before february 15th 2020 that's the magic date y'all i'm not gonna keep repeating it (laughs) so just so you know because i can literally say this for every single thing you can also apply these funds towards rent as long as the agreement was in effect before you know the date you can also apply it towards utilities as long as service began before you know the date. You can also apply it towards operation expenditures like software, um, any cloud computing, human resources, accounting, QuickBooks, all that kind of stuff. You can apply it towards that. If you had any property damage that was a result of public disturbances um, that happened in 2020 that was also not covered by insurance, you can use it towards that. For supplier costs, um, any purchases um, or orders or orders for goods made prior to receiving your PPP loan that was essential to operations, you can use it towards that. And then for those of you that have had to, especially if you're using products, have had to buy more PPP, I'm sorry, not PPP, PPE, (laughs) too many P's, y'all, personal protection equipment. Or any of, like, if you had to do any property improvements to remain COVID compliant from March 1st, 2020 onwards, you can use the funds for that. Okay. So, those are all the ways in which you can use the funds that you receive for your loan. And it will be forgiven. Now, it's not very simple. Like, you can't just be like, oh, yeah, I use a checkbox. I use it for that. They're going to ask you for proof. So, as long as you have proof that you used it for payroll and used it for all the other expenses that I just listed, your entire loan will be forgiven up to $150,000. All right. Now, for those of you that did get the EIDL advance last year, um, the recent legislation eliminated the original requirement to deduct the amount of your EIDL advance you received from your PPP loan forgiveness. Okay. So, Let's just say you got $2,000 last year from your EIDL advance and you get another $2,000. What they were trying to say is that you wouldn't have the difference of the $2,000 deducted from your loan forgiveness. But in this case, the recent legislation actually eliminated that. So you will still get the full amount forgiven, okay? Now, I know you're like, well, this all sounds good. I'm ready to apply. Good, because I'm ready. I got something for you. So (laughs) to get started, you need to contact your PPP lender and complete your application. They will then submit your application to SBA for approval after they look over all your information. So here are a list of banks that you can reach out to and apply. Of course, we have good old Chase, Bank of America, U.S. Bank, Wells Fargo, uh, Fifth Third Bank, BMO Harris Bank, Key Bank, TD Bank, 
PNC, and Citizens Bank. And then we have some of the others that we're kind of used to for those of you um, that are in like use fintech products. We have PayPal, Square, uh, Intuit QuickBooks, Blue Vine, Funding Circle, On Deck, Incredibly. You can also use for those of you that have listened to prior podcasts where I shared um, your ability to get a checking account through Novo Bank. You can also apply through Novo as well. So it just a simple search. You can just type in like PayPal uh, PPP loan application and it'll take you to their page where you can go ahead and apply directly. So that's the information that I wanted to share with you all today. Since the window um, isn't that long, I wanted to make sure that I gave you this information and that you could start applying ASAP. If you go to the SBA website, I actually did it, did um, run through some of this myself just to make sure I'm giving you guys accurate information. If you try and apply through the SBA.gov website, it says, hey, put in your information here. We'll match you with a lender. I think it took like three days for them to notify me that they didn't match me with anyone. And I think the part of the reason is probably these banks are getting swamped with requests. So them trying to reach out and match me to them was probably like, we're overwhelmed as it is. <laughs> I'm not reaching out to her. So that's why I gave you the list. And you can just reach out. Not You don't even have to reach out. Like, just Google it. Google it. Find the application online and submit it to the bank. You have to take the initiative on this. Do not be scared. Scared money don't make no money. <laughs> that's one thing my grandma used to tell me. So you have to apply move forward and if you guys have questions you can definitely um hop on ig send me a dm um ask me any questions listen i am not your accountant i am not your attorney this all this information that i am providing i got to give a disclaimer you still need to seek uh counsel with your your accountant or someone else the bank the lender themselves uh to confirm all this information is accurate and applies to you. Obviously, some people's situations can be slightly different, but I wanted to get this information out there so any of my small business owners can go ahead and apply and not disqualify themselves, okay? And I, I as I was um, going through all this information and research, I thought I would just throw this in for fun just to share with you guys. Um, I'm sure those of you that have student loans already know this, But Biden obviously extended um, the current pause that we had for federal student loan payments, interest and collections until September 30th, 2021. There's been a lot of talk in news and media of, you know, having some sort of student loan forgiveness of $10,000. Recently, people have been coming out and saying, no, we need $50,000. Okay, so from what I found um, online, and obviously all this stuff can definitely change is that Biden is not in agreement with the $50,000 loan forgiveness um, idea. However, he is, looks like he wants to move forward with the $10,000 loan forgiveness. So he recently directed the Justice Department to review the legality of him being able to cancel student loan debt through an executive action. Mainly like he could just draw up an executive action and say, hey, I'm forgiving $10,000 of everybody's student loans that are um, owned by the federal government. Here's my signature. Boom, done. Okay, so he's just confirming that that he can legally do that through an executive order. Um, He has expressed skepticism 
that he actually has the authority to unilaterally cancel student debt. So he has start at least the ball or the wheels in motion to figure out if he can do it. So that's a bit promising. So I wanted to share that information with you guys as well. So again, if you have any questions, reach out to me. Um, but get on it, get on it, get on it. We have until March 10th to apply. And I want to make sure you guys are um, getting the resources that you need to help grow your businesses. So whether you're product based or you're a coach or any other fa- like again, gig workers, like if you're in the gig economy, this applies to you as well. So go ahead, reach out to these banks and see what you can qualify for. All right, that's it. That's all I have for you all this week. And let's say our affirmations together. I am wanted. I am loved. I belong. All right, my beautiful queens, have an amazing week.